Have you, a friend, or family member ever considered writing a book and getting it published? Well, I have the perfect idea for you. You should contact Wasteland Press. Wasteland Press is a self-publishing book company, and since they started in 2000, they have published over 4,000 book titles. That's right, over 4,000 book titles, and they make money from your book, not you, and they work for you non-stop, full-time. You can sell your free copies when it's all said and done to make an investment off of your book, and there is no other publishing company that can offer that. They provide full-service publishing for you and your book, which includes the cover design and formatting. And they also have a plan that can fit your budget, which includes the basic plan, the silver plan, the gold plan, the platinum plan, and the ultimate plan. If you want to find out more about these plans, you can contact them at 502-437-0860. That's 502-437-0860. And if you want to request a publishing guide, you can contact them at wastelandpress.net. Do it. You won't regret it. Make your dreams come true with Wasteland Press. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. I am Tower Golf, and I'm here with Tim Renfro. Uh, so hey, everybody. There, uh, there was a lot that went on this past weekend in college football. There's you know a multitude of stuff to, that we could that we could talk about, but I think one of the main things is we got to talk about f- from the get go, and really, I think it should drive the majority of this uh, of this episode is. You know, we lost our quarterback in Terry Wilson. We got the win, thirty-eight to seventeen, which is good. There's a lot of you know takes you could bring out about that game as far as the offense and the defense looked good at first, and then the second half they kind of faded away a bit. But we'll get to that. But that's not the story, of course. We lost our quarterback this weekend, Terry Wilson, uh, tearing his patellar tendon, and. You know, at first, I didn't think it was that bad. I looked it up, and it said the recovery time was like six months. And I was like, okay, it's it's a little bit better than having a torn ACL. And then doing further research, there's, you know, it's it's a lot serious than what I thought it was. As it's, you know, it's injured. I mean, it's caused some football players in the NFL to um, shorten their career. And... I think the point is, you know, and I also was reading something that these injuries, especially with the torn, uh, with the torn patellar tendon, it's the recovery times tend to vary a little bit. But even then, I still think this is going to be, you know, a long recovery. I feel like the coaches, you know, I feel like the coaches think that he'll be back um by the time they start up fall camp again maybe august of next year we will see for sure but you know there's a big debate going on whether or not the tackle that caused terry to tear his patellar tendon was you know attended was he was he actually trying to do that or was it just a football play you know me personally you know i don't think he was trying to, you know, say, hey, um, I'm, I'm going to hurt Terry Wilson. No, I don't think that was his mindset. I think, you know, at the end of the day, 
he was just trying to make a tackle. And uh, whether or not it was, you know, but either way, whether or not he intended to do it, it was really unnecessary and it could have easily been avoided. And what what are your thoughts about the play and Terry's injury? Well, I, I agree with you. I don't think that uh, he went into before the play, hey, I'm going to hurt that quarterback or anything. However, um, the play, the, the actual horse collar has been uh, banned from the NCAA since 2008. So uh, most of these kids are playing football. Peewee football, we're learning that you can't horse collar someone to, ta- to take them down. And uh, they even go as far to define horse collar as being an open field tackle. So if it was on, you know, if Terry Wilson slammed into the offensive line and they took him down from his, his, his uh, collar from the back uh, using his, you know, pad or uniform or whatever, uh, it wouldn't have been so bad. But he was clearly, um, you know, going to the outside. He, he passed the, the uh, fellow that uh, actually injured him, and he just reached and grabbed him and brought him down and the resulting injury, which is right. very common for that. My thing is it's also um, dangerous for the neck too. Now, fortunately, right. you know, it, it depends on how it's done obviously the horse collar, but if, if you're being grabbed from behind, you're the first thing your legs are going to do is buckle. And that's exactly what happened. And what's really scary about this, this, this kind of play can actually hurt both legs at the same time. You know, that, yeah, cause that's it like looks a, like when, when I watched the replay again, it looks like he, like both of his legs went under him. And that, like I said, that could have been scary on both his knees. Well, um, and getting back to what I was saying is basically that, uh, you know, that if it was a good old fashioned football play, I'd call it that. But I just don't think these, these uh, players that are playing now, uh, this this type of takedown has been outlawed uh, throughout their playing career. So, I mean, if it, if it was, you know, if we were a year into the ban, I can give it a little bit of. Uh, leeway but this is not the case so I definitely think um, it's something that uh, should be addressed and uh, maybe the penalties need to be a little bit more much in the same route as uh, you know helmet to helmet hit you know and and uh, and in determining on the field whether that kid's going to play the next game you know right yeah I mean whether you like Terry Wilson or not, he's gone. Yeah. And we have to focus on Sawyer Smith. And, you know, the fans, you know, I love being a UK fan, but, and I put this on Facebook, our fan base can be irritating sometimes because you, you have people that don't, no matter what he does, don't like Terry Wilson. And, They'll say, oh, get him out of the game. But when he gets hurt, they go straight to, well, our season's over. Yeah. And that's the part of our fan base that I don't like. It's really reaction. They, you know, they're so, you know, caught up in, you know, the 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 heat of it all after the, everything. But, you know, you can, you can blame them. But I, 
you know, I, I don't think that the season is over by, by any means at all. I really don't. I, I think that, you know, I think Sawyer Smith, you know, while I don't know much about him, I don't really, I haven't really watched a ton of him at Troy, but what I do know is he has a big arm. And, you know, the thing is, is this whole offseason, this whole season was, you know, predicated that this was going to be Terry Wilson's offense. You know, last year it was Benny Snow in the run game. Well, and then this year it was completely keys handed to Terry Wilson. The whole offense was schemed around to fitting Terry Wilson's style of play. And now with Sawyer Smith, who, you know, actually does have a little bit of mobility, but he's not, you know, he's not athletic or as fast as he's more Terry like Wilson. the traditional quarterback. And, yeah. uh, yeah, and, and I, I definitely think that uh, this definitely throws everything for a loop next year, which is looking to be a much better team. Um, so, uh, you know, and, you know, I don't like seeing anybody getting injured. It's terrible. But at the same time, uh, we may look back on this and say, you know, hey, uh, at least we have another option next year if our offense is not – you know, up to snuff if we go back to Terry Wilson and we at least have a backup who can come in and perform. So, um, but I'm not writing this season off. It ought to be an interesting game this weekend with Florida. Um, You know, even now that uh, with an injury to Terry Wilson, there's still only seven-point favorites. Um, So, and and they're expecting it to be a high-scoring game. I don't see that. Uh, you know, uh, well, I say high scoring, but you know, in in the twenties and, and thirties, um, where I see it more, it's going to be more limited. I, I'm not that impressed with Florida's run game, uh, and they've had some injuries with their wide receivers and things like that. So, it ought to be interesting to see how this lands, you know, without right. Terry Wilson and how quickly. And this is going to be a real test of Stoops' coaching ability too. I think so, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, that offensive coordinator and Stoops right now are probably pulling in 14-hour days at least, and meaning they're they're like, okay, we got to change some things around. We got to get everybody on the same page with this new style of quarterback that's coming in. And, uh, and, you know, at the end of the game, he mentioned to, uh, you know, the other coach, he said that, you know, I had to get some snaps in for my new guy. You know, and and he did. So I think that kind of gave him a, gave him a little bit of a picture into how they're going to approach Florida because Florida is a a completely different type of team, and uh, than uh, you know anybody they've seen this thus far. So uh, it ought to be interesting to see how the defense steps up. Uh, you know, we talked about the uh, secondary being limited and things like that, but. You know, Stoops is really going to prove his merit, I think, with this next game. I th- and uh, I think that, and also I think we'll get a better idea about how the uh, – or at least about how t- uh, Sawyer Smith is going to do for the rest – for the – we'll get, you know, for the rest of the year and see, just to see a glimpse of what he can really do. And I think we'll have a better idea of um, what he's capable of. Yes, especially in, you know, I, 
he didn't go into the season thinking, you know, I'm going to start. And he especially didn't think I was going to, you know, come into the season thinking, well, my first game starting in the SEC is going to be against uh, Florida, <laughs> a former powerhouse in Florida. So, you know, I think, you know, f- fans now more than anything, they really have to, uh, you know, get behind Sawyer Smith, um, get behind him and support him because, you know, there's going to be mistakes, especially while, you know, that Terry Wilson's gone. Mm-hmm. So this also calls for the offense to change sure. a little bit because, you know, Sawyer Smith's not going out. They're not doing trick plays with Sawyer Smith where he's going out playing wide receiver and catching a, a pass for a long gain. He's not doing that, but Terry Wilson could. So definitely the trick plays are probably going to be cut down because, I, like you said, I just don't think he can do that with uh, a quarterback like Sawyer Smith. Yeah. And what's funny is coming out of high school, he was ranked as a dual threat quarterback. So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like I said, he, he has mobility. He can run. He's not as athletic or as fast as Terry Wilson, but he still has that mobility to where, you know, maybe not as elusive, but, you know, he can move around the pocket a little bit and try to find the right guy. But, you know, the the, uh, the the thing about Sawyer Smith is, like I said, he has a big arm, and he has a good arm, too. Uh, th- so I think that's going to be really good, especially if we, you know, now that Terry's gone, if we want to evolve more of a passing game to this offense for the rest of the season. And, but the bad thing is, uh, his people from Troy have said, you know, you're going to like him, his arm is great and everything. But uh, his decision-making is not the best. And he still has some figuring out to do as far as that. Yeah. And, and um, sometimes the decision-making has to do with pressure if you're down and things like that. So there, that's kind of a – that's kind of a – you can't really judge whether a quarterback's a bad, bad decision-maker uh, when they're down – 25 points and they have to come back and they do stupid things and throw more interceptions than what they normally do. Um, but, you know, with that said, I, I think one of the, some of the positives that we can take um, from this year so far is that we've established a running uh, game. Um, you know, that was kind of an unknown too. You know, we both have smoke and rose. Um, they're, you know, between the two of them, they're averaging about around 150 yards per game, and uh, that's not something that's that's good. That's a good problem to have, um, you know. And and I definitely think uh, that we have other options just other than the quarterback. Uh, I, I definitely think that the wide receivers and uh, the tight ends might be a little bit more happier with more of a pocket type of quarterback because he's looking to throw before he is to run. So, you know, it, it all depends on how things land on game day and, you know, how, how good of a, a defense Florida has, uh, you know, to cause the penetration and, and, and pressure the quarterback and how, and, you know, we'll get into how, um, you know, Smith reacts to that. You know, and and how how poised he will be 
when there's pressure being applied to them. You know, so there's a lot of questions that are going to be answered, I think, this weekend and exactly how well this team will produce without Terry Wilson. How important is Terry Wilson to this team? I think he's very important. But, you know, how replaceable, maybe not replaceable, but how well we'll fill in the void without him. And, yeah. uh, and that's going to be important. Yeah, I think so, too. And like you said, the running game has been excellent so far. And I think we have three very capable running backs. A.J. Rose has played good. Kavassier Smoke is phenomenal. And that dude has wheels. I mean, he can run. And he's averaging – I don't know if you looked at his stats, but Kavassier Smoke is averaging like 9.4 yards a carry. Yes. So he hasn't been stopped yet. And uh, Chris Rodriguez, while he didn't get any touches last week, uh, I think he's I think he's very capable too. So I think we have three running backs who are, you know, who are really good and talented, and I think that should really help uh, Sawyer Smith. Yes, and yes. in many ways, and not just the running backs. We have good wide receivers this year, and that's not something you can say for Kentucky because. You know, the first part of Mark Stoops' era here, his wide receivers haven't been great. Yeah. And I think since Mark Stoops has been here, we haven't had a really good quarterback like in years past, back in like night, the late 90s with Tim Couch, Jared Lorenzen, you could, you could say Andre Woodson. But, you know, we haven't had a good quarterback in a long time. And I think, you know, Terry Wilson it could could have been that guy, but – but anyways, the wide receivers are good, and I think that should also help out Sawyer Smith as well. I tell you, good- um, if I were Stoops, I would, uh, just I would pull Bolden aside and say, "Hey, you know what? First play, we're going to pass it thirty, forty yards down the, down the field to you, and and give a little jolt. Um, it's a risk, but it's a limited risk, um, and." You know, and if it's successful, it could really give a good shot in the arm to a team that's feeling a little down about losing their starting quarterback. And, you know, Stoops has always been king of that. And I definitely think they need to go to Bowden and just say, hey, look, man, we're going to step this up for you. I mean, you, you think you were big time before this, and we're going to really rely on you, you know, and – uh you know, we, we need that NFL caliber wide receiver that we know that's in you. That can Build do that can do you know? everything pretty yes. much. In high school, he even played a little bit of quarterback. Yeah. So Lynn Baden, Lynn Bowden, <laughs> Lynn Baden, <laughs> Lynn, <laughs> Lynn Bowden can obviously throw the ball. Like I said, I just, I don't think it's going to be uh, Sawyer Smith, <laughs> but uh, who's getting it. But I think Lynn Bowden, you know, he can pass the ball to the receivers as well. But I think more than anything, the supporting cast that's around this offense for Sawyer Smith, you know, not only does he kind of have to step up a, a little bit, not just uh, against Florida this weekend and the rest of the season, it's a supporting cast that has to step up as well. Sure. Not just, Lynn Bowden has to make plays and offensive line has to stay – uh, up in shape and doing really good. And the other wide receivers and tight ends also have to step up and be 
uh, not elite, but you know where they can keep Kentucky afloat this year. Sure. So this is, you know, for the rest of the season, if Kentucky wants to be successful, it's going to have to be a major team effort. And, you know, before Terry Wilson got hurt, you know, we knew there was going to be mistakes, and that's fine. But now, since we lost our guy, and the offense is probably going to change a little bit, uh, Terry Wilson, or, you know, we're going to have to, Kentucky's just going to have to step up. I mean, there's no way around it, and it's predicated that we just have to. It's going to be a team effort. Yeah, and I and that's where I think Stoops comes in. He's going to really have to build them up and and make them feel confident that hey, we're more than just a quarterback. You know, we're more than just a few running backs. We're more than a a wide receiver. You know, and and uh, really build them up. And and this is and like I said. If Florida – they don't necessarily have to beat Florida. I'd love to. But if they have a good showing against Florida, okay, just a good showing, I think it would be a huge shot in the arm for this team. And if they beat them, oh, boy, you know, it, it's bigger than last year. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, how, how could you possibly top last year's win? Well, this is one way. You beat them with their second – your backup quarterback. You know, and I think I I think a lot of our fan base is they're kind of on the fence about Sawyer Smith because they don't really know him. He played at Troy. So if I think if Sawyer Smith has a decent game against Florida, maybe Kentucky doesn't win. That's fine. But if, if like you said, if they have a decent showing, if Sawyer Smith has a decent showing, I feel like fans are going to be more confident. I don't think it's fair to the team for some fans to say, you know, to jump the gun after Terry's injury and say the season's over. Yeah. Because well, with there was no schedule, guarantee that we're going to beat Florida with Terry Wilson. Anyway, yeah, even so. with Terry Wilson, the game was up in the air. Sure. Not having him sucks where we won't be able to, you know, where we'll keep asking ourselves, uh, well, or not asking ourselves, we'll just keep telling ourselves, Oh well, Terry Wilson could have made that play right there. Yeah, yeah. So the only oh, the only thing that we're missing from Terry Wilson is the fact that um, we could probably do more trick plays with him and his elusiveness too. But again, I think I think Sawyer Smith has a great arm. I don't know if you saw some of his uh, if you saw some of his passes on Saturday or yeah on Saturday, uh, they were on the money mm-hmm. and. And I think he, I think he's a better passer than Terry Wilson. Uh, I think he has a better arm than Terry Wilson, also. And you know, uh, to he had two pa- touchdown passes uh, to Ahmad Wagner, and that was a really good pass. Uh, note the defender couldn't get it; it was right out in front. Uh, Ahmad Wagner got um, broke free and had a little bit of room between him and the cornerback. And uh, you know, maybe Terry w- Wilson misses that. But Sawyer Smith, you know, he was able to get it on the money. Sure. And uh, late in the game, he had a touchdown pass to Lynn Bowden. And uh, he, you know, threw it to where the defender couldn't really get it. And Lynn Bowden made a good play, too, uh, by adjusting and get, uh, catching the ball. Yeah. So I think, you know, like I said, it's not really fair to jump the gun and say the season's over that Terry's hurt. Because even, even with Terry gone, our schedule is – you know, is so I'm not, I'm not going to say so easy, but 
it's it's not that difficult. It's a lot easier than last year's. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I would I would argue. I mean, if we didn't get Sawyer Smith this year, um, that's where I would be worried. Yeah. That's that's big time where I would be worried. It's nice to have uh, a seasoned veteran come in and and uh, back up your quarterback too. So, um, you know, someone that's taken snaps, who's taken hits, and and passed in real game scenarios versus, you know, a freshman or something like that, fresh out of high school, who was a superstar and never saw any type of uh, adversarial defense, you know, that could get to him. So. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think that uh, Sawyer Smith has that under his belt. And if, if this uh, – I will say this. If he comes out with confidence, it will play with everybody else. In other words, if he comes out with confidence, the running backs will be confident. And, you know, just come out and say, I got this, guys. You know, I can do this. You know, and, and, and for – the running backs and the wide receivers and everybody else to kind of fall in line. And that's why I say that first pass doesn't have to be 30, but I think they should throw it first thing. I really do. I think they should do it to set the tone. Yes. And, and if it, and if it's successful, you know, it it definitely will be a huge shot in the arm and say, Hey man, you know, we can drive down the field with this guy against a really good ball team. You know, Florida has not, you know, they, 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 you know, first game jitters against Miami and things like that, but they're, they're a solid team. That's the same team as last year, you know, pretty much. And uh, they do have some injuries uh, that, that limit them offensively. uh, Well, their, their best, their best defensive back uh, is hurt. Yeah. And And I I think that's, yeah. And, it's it's just uh, I definitely think that uh, you know Florida um, is a good ball team, and I think we can show up against them. I I definitely don't think they're a complete ball team, but there's very few of those. I mean, there's maybe two or three in the SEC as usual that are complete ball teams. But you know, I I definitely think we can have a good showing against them. It's just a matter of Sawyer Smith establishing his hey, I got this. Right, and you know, like you said, if 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 he's good um, and he proves himself where he has a decent showing, and he you know limits the mistakes as much as possible, uh, I think you know the the I think the players are going to feel better because let's not forget Terry Wilson has built a relationship with uh, with these receivers and their running backs as well. You know, he built that groove over the offseason with, uh, you know, maybe some of the guys that have didn't get a lot of touches last year. He's built a relationship with them. Yeah. And now with a new quarterback and, like I said, you know, it's on, you know, Sawyer Smith didn't expect to be starting his first game against Florida. So, and it's, you know, it sucks that he only, you know, has a week to really prepare for Florida. That's, you know, like I said, that's just, it's awful and it sucks. And it just goes to show that, you know, life's unpredictable. But, hey, kid, here's your shot. You came here. You weren't expecting to start. And you got to show up on Saturday if you want a chance to win. And even if you don't win and you have a decent showing, not only will it, 
you know, I think will it get uh, the teammates on his back and, uh, you know, get him to, um, to play good as well. I think it's going to help the fans too. And I think it's going to reassert their confidence that before the season that Kentucky is more than likely they could be an eight to nine win team again yeah. this year. And I still think that's the case. And I have the I have the schedule put up here, and that's what I kind of wanted to get to um, uh, for uh, probably like the next five minutes or so. But anyway, and if Terry, if Sawyer Smith has a good game, and also I, I'll feel better about the season because I'm not on to begin with. I wasn't on the fence, and I knew before the season when we got Sawyer Smith, I was like, okay, he he put up good decent numbers at Troy. Now, Troy's not playing top talent, but he has experience. That's the main key. And he's actually good. So, if he has a good game, I think everyone's going to be on board with him. And I think Kentucky, um, they can still be an 8-9 to win team. Uh, That may be stretching a little bit. And I think the least amount of wins they get is 7, just based on the fact that their schedule is not that difficult this year. Well, and, and that in the East is down this year too, pretty significantly. Yeah, they are. Been in the past, so. And you know, Terry, uh, not Terry Wilson. Uh, Sawyer Smith had good games at Troy last year too. Um, he and he led him to a five and two record. Like I said, Troy's not playing top tier talent every time, but that's still decent. That's still yeah. good, I think. And Troy in the past, they, they beat Nebraska last year. They beat LSU a couple years ago. So, Troy is not this slouch team by any means. And the fact that, you know, uh, that Sawyer Smith, I think, played good there, it means something. And, you know, if he exceeds expectations, then I think, like I said, I think we're looking towards a 8-9 to nine win uh, season. I really do. And, you know, of course, we play Florida this week. And uh, we'll take a look at the rest of the schedule. After Florida, we play Mississippi State. This is that, you know, gauntlet. It's not as tough as a gauntlet as it was last year. Uh, Well, actually, it could be considered tougher considering their away games. But, again, they go through this gauntlet again where they play Florida this week. And then they play Mississippi State at Mississippi State, which that's going to be a tough atmosphere. And we'll get to see more of what Sawyer Smith is all about and see how he does. And then after Mississippi State, it's South Carolina. Yeah. So that three-game stretch right now, right there, Florida, Mississippi State, and South Carolina, I think that's really gonna I think that's really gonna, you know, show how good Sawyer Smith can be. And, you know, hopefully do you hopefully he can, you know, Stay confident. I think that's key for him, too. He can't lose confidence in himself. And if everyone's down on him, then he's that's not going to help either. Yeah, that's, that's why the Florida game is so important, to have a good showing. And, and let's not forget, Lexington is going to be booming on Saturday. It's yeah. going to be a fun day. It's going to be a huge day. Uh, college day, uh, uh, SEC game day is coming there to be in front of Willie T again, in front of the library. And Lexington's going to be packed. It's going to be fun. And I think, you know, that built up energy that Lexington's going to have, I think that should kind of play a factor in it too. Be hyped up, man. You know, don't, 
don't be scared of the challenge. Yeah. And I, I know he might be nervous because he's not normally playing. You know, the past three years he was at Troy, and he's not usually playing – used to playing SEC, you know, elite caliber talent. But he's got to be able to embrace the challenge. The whole team has to embrace this challenge now. And they all – they have to get on board and stick together and not give up because, you know, I think – I think if they let the season go downhill and they completely deteriorate and they completely just um, fold, then I think that's going to hurt for 2020. Because I, I think if we had a good year this year, it's going to lead to a massive year in 2020. And if we don't, if we don't stick together and we only win five, to, uh, like go five and seven or something, I think that's going to kill a lot of the momentum that's coming into next year. Yeah. And uh, Terry Wilson, by the way, um, does, he is just to uh, put the facts out there. Terry Wilson is not eligible for a medical red shirt. Uh. So he so he can't get that extra year. Yeah. So next year is going to be his last year at Kentucky. And because the reason he wouldn't be – the reason he uh, is not eligible is because uh, he well, he committed to Oregon. He was on the team, uh, and he redshirted his freshman year. And then after that, that's when he transferred to community college and played there and then came to Kentucky. So that's why uh, I believe – well, that's why he's not eligible is because of he already redshirted. So I don't think he can get another one. So we're gonna. I think, like I said, if it's gonna, it's gonna suck if we um, completely, com- completely fall apart this season, and it's gonna kill a lot of what's a uh, kill a lot of the positive that twenty twenty has to offer. And if Terry Wilson doesn't come back as healthy, I think there's a quarterback controversy. Yeah, yeah, and and we were talking about this yesterday. If a con- I, to, well, to me, uh, there's only a quarterback controversy if Sawyer Smith does not, uh, if Sawyer Smith um, exceeds expectations, and maybe the freshman quarterback we have coming in, who's a four star, proves to be really freaking good in the off season and and training camp and whatnot, and that's the only way I could see a quarterback controversy. Um, other than that, if Terry Wilson makes a full recovery, as Mark Stoops thinks he – well, Mark Stoops thinks he's going to make a full recovery. And if that's the case, I still believe Terry Wilson uh, is their guy. Do you think that's the case if Terry Wilson is looks okay and everything? Do you think uh, you think Terry Wilson is still your guy? Uh, if you're Mark – well, I'll re- I, let me rephrase that. If you're Mark Stoops – and Terry Wilson I think, looks I think okay. in spirit, yes, I definitely think in spirit. But and I'll use the example of uh, you know past injuries, uh, such as like Joe Montana. Uh, they, I mean, these are pro players, and they're they're great football players. But when you have uh, like a Joe Montana get injured, and then a Steve Young comes in and just completely blows everybody away, and and performs you know, incredibly, it's kind of hard to overlook that as a coach, you know, or, uh, 
you know, Brady, uh, another great example, you know. Um, so I would say that's depending on how um, Smith plays. If he plays phenomenally, yeah, it's going to be hard to say, hey, you got to sit the bench, and I'm going to bring in the guy with the – uh, the scrambling quarterback with a will not as good as it used to be, you know, and it's kind of hard to say that. But I, I would say that it just depends on how this year goes. If he comes in and performs phenomenally, it's going to be really difficult to bring uh, Terry back and, and, you know, and say, hey, you go sit back down on the bench. But, uh, you know, it, it, if he doesn't do real well, then it's an easy choice to spring back Terry and, you know, and, and do like what we planned. So. Right. And like, I mean, it's like, it's going to be difficult, especially if Terry or if Sawyer Smith um, exceeds expectations. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be, if that's the case and he, he, uh, he plays out of his mind, I th- that's going to be a big storyline going into 2020. Sure. And, and taking, taking a team that didn't expect to have a good record and winning nine or 10 games with, Okay, before they didn't even expect that with Terry Wilson, uh, right. you know, most of the pundits out there, you know, we, we thought otherwise. But if they do that, um, it's going to be real difficult to tell them, you know, to, to sit down. It would be really difficult to do. And then you got Terry Wilson coming in as a senior, and, you know, he's been injured, but he's also uh, – you know, a lot of the players want to see him back in the quarterback position. So, you know, it, it definitely will be I, – I guess you could say that's a good problem to have, you know. I, I think so, too, because <laughs> you know? we're going to have a lot of talent coming in in 2020. And like I said, uh, Bo Allen, the four-star quarterback coming in, he may throw a wrench in things, too. He may have a, fin- you know, a phenomenal uh, uh, off-season training camp. We don't know. So – um, I think, you know, this um, – a, a crazy amount of things have changed in just a short number of days. Don't you feel like – I yeah. mean, you know, before the season started, you know, we had, we were on a podcast and everything. We were talking about, you know, how – you know, a little bit about 2020 and how huge it's going to be. And, you know, just a short amount of days, we – you know, we always talk about, well – Terry Wilson, we're going to have him this year. We're going to have him next year, and it's going to build up. And now with Terry Wilson gone, the unknown is there. Yeah. <laughs> we really – we don't know what's going to happen. No, we don't. And I don't know I – mean, I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, but we're definitely going to be seeing the rest of the season on what's, uh, what's really going to happen. Um, and let me ask you this. I mean, what do you think the fans' reaction is going to be if – Sawyer Smith gets the team to eight or nine wins. Um, I think I, I really believe this. I think that they would probably want him back to start. And Sawyer Smith. Yeah. Because just because it wasn't expected with Terry Wilson healthy. Okay. And I, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I may be wrong, but, uh, you know, there's definitely – you know, why not play both of them? You know, you got Terry Wilson. I mean, you know, just a hypothetical here. You got Terry Wilson who can play, do trick plays and things like that. Why not have a two-look offense, you know? 
Um, again, all stuff you can speculate on all day because this assumes that Smith does really well. But, uh, you know, it, there's no reason. I don't think you just say, hey, Terry Wilson, sit on the sit on the bench and, and, and watch Smith play from the sideline. I definitely think they could they could both play a role, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think at this point that's just all conjecture and, and uh, you know, whether or not that's going to actually happen depends on them doing really well. But I, I think if they did really well, they probably would just stick with what got them there. And uh, so you imagine this team here, it wins nine or ten games. Let's just say nine. Okay, that's more realistic. But, you know, how, how could you not with the team – much more mature, the secondary being better after a full year of experience, um, you know, with new recruits coming in and things like that, how could you not say, Hey, you know, let's stick with this. It, it worked last year. It's only going to be better. So. Right. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I just, it's a crazy amount of things. Cause you know, like I said, before the season started, we were going into like the next two years where we say, well, Terry Wilson's our guy. Yeah. He's, you know, he's our guy. The offense is going to completely shift and completely be centered around him. The offense is going to revolve around him. And now, you know, that puts a dent in everything. And I think, you know, like I said, I don't like the unknown. I wish we still had Terry Wilson. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I like Sawyer Smith just fine and everything. I just, you know, I, you know, I feel bad for Terry Wilson. You know, we may, we may look back on this and I do too. I feel bad for Terry, but we, we may look back on this as a great, you know, unknown, but we may look back really uh, fondly on this, meaning that not Terry Wilson getting injured, but the fact that we have another quarterback who can get it done besides just Terry. Well, it's just not Terry Wilson and some, you know, two unknowns sitting in the backfield, you know, not being able to do that. So if Terry Wilson does start next year, what if he re-injures himself? We know we have a person who can come in and perform, you know. Or what if, you know, what if he underperforms? Yeah. If, if you know, that, that that's very true. And, you know, maybe the injury uh, has, compl- you know, it's possible it's completely compromised this game. It's, it's definitely possible. I mean, there's a, there's a significant chance Terry Wilson doesn't come back until the middle of next season. You use the statistics, and you're saying, okay, you know, by previous players, this, this is a six-month injury. Well, that's an average. Some people come back quicker. Some people like take I said, longer. Like I said, I was doing a little bit of research, and – well, I was reading an article that, I mean, for NFL players, and this goes for basketball players too, no matter what sport, yeah. if you have this injury, the recovery time varies. Yeah. It depends on your rehab, how good your rehab's going, if you get any, um, if you find any, you know, there's bad things that happen down the road or if it doesn't improve down the road. Um, it just varies. And that's uh, what about a second know, surgery, too? You know, yeah. they, they don't they, – they go in, they do the surgery, and they realize there was more damage done to secondary tendons and, and, and things like that that they right. might have to go in and, and redo. Uh, that, that's, that's common too where, you know, I mean, even in the pros who has the best sports medicine that money can buy, 
and the best there. doctors as well. Yeah. And there's been occasions where things were missed or things were a little worse than what they thought. And uh, they had to do more of an invasive surgery. And thus the recovery time is extended, you know, five or six months because of it. So, you know, there's a lot of unknown. So what we do know is Terry's not coming back this year. And obviously, let's, let's yeah. get this. Yeah. be Florida, uh, knock on wood. <laughs> and, you know, and, and let's, let's get the, let's, let's put all our support again uh, with Smith. Um, and hopefully, you know, like I said, this is stoops. This is why we love him, And this is one of the things that may would make him a great coach in the eyes of, of, you know, the whole country. If, if we have a good showing, with an injured quarterback, you know, that's going to speak volumes about him and what he's done at Kentucky. So this is just another thing. I mean, you know, going from a two-win season to last year, and then not only that, but uh, losing a starting quarterback and still remaining successful uh, would be a huge uh, boon to him, and it would be to Kentucky, of course, and all our fans. And so, you know, this this is, you know, a- adversity. You have two ways you can deal with adversity. You can shrink away from it and wither and die, or you can meet it and surpass it. And right. I'm hoping that Kentucky does the latter. And if we can – And regardless of what Stoops decides to do, and we'll be able to feel confident in either one of them, and and that would be a good uh, a good thing. So we may look back on this and say, yeah, it sucks that Terry got hurt, but at the same time, look at all this stuff that happened as a result of it. Right, and I think I think going into the rest of the season, I don't think Kentucky should be, oh, woe is me, you know. We don't have our guy. We're just gonna poopy, you know, be poopy all over the place and be sad. I Please think don't be a, of hell. <laughs> yeah, don't be, don't be. Well, I'm just, just gonna give, give up. up on the season. Don't give up. Yeah. Speaking of U of L, um, before the show ends, I've got a. There's some funny shit going on with Bobby Petrino. Uh, he was just down in Arkansas, and I just he had some comments, and the the crowd reaction is just freaking hilarious, and I. I'll tell you about that in just a couple minutes. Or after, he didn't have a know. helmet on and a girl by, uh, riding oh. on a bike or anything, did he? No, 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 no. But <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I don't think Kentucky, you know, the point is Kentucky shouldn't be going in woe is me. They should be fired yeah. up. They should be hyped up and ready to kick some ass because, you know, I think they owe that to the fans. And they built up a, a, a great team. They built up great, um, you know, a great, you know, the fan base has really got with this team. And I think it's just, you know, if they underperform, then I think that's just, I think the main thing is, and I've said this a couple other times, it's just going to kill all the momentum that Kentucky has going into the next season. And it, it's, it sucks. 
Yeah. But well, and you know, but and that's gonna suck if that happens. But you know, like I said, if you know, and the thing is, and, and this is BS too. If we don't do good, then fan. Here's what the fans are gonna do. The fans are gonna say, "Well, we didn't have our quarterback." Yeah. And I mean, they may have a point, but at the same time, I don't think that's you know that's really fair. And we also lost our. Uh, the best, def- uh, the best defensive back we had coming in for the rest of the season, that played a factor too, and that's you know that's only if you know we don't have a good and uh, underperforming season. But anyways, I think you know the fan reaction is going to be absolutely crazy. I think if uh, we we overperform, we overachieve and win eight or nine games. Yes, and I think I think it's going to be the fan reaction is going to be, and maybe. You know, maybe that can, if we, if we overperform, maybe that can be even more, you know, build up more momentum for 2020. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, we may, and that's what I was saying, I was mentioning that we would actually be more of a dynamic team uh, if we have some success with this backup quarterback. We would have uh, much more uh you know, a dynamic nature to our, our quarterback position. Um, and uh, it would definitely, you know, uh, present some great opportunities for 2020. And it would, and, and that also means we have a successful 2019 too. So, um, you know, so I think it's, it's important all around and, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, I think, I think we definitely need to talk about it after the Florida game. Uh, you know, and oh, kind of discuss sure. things, you know, break down stats, um, you know, I big think, plays I think, and things like that. Yeah. I think this weekend, whether we win or lose, definitely um, – I think we should have another episode like this where it's not really – we're not really talking about much of anything else. It's just kind of re- of a reaction. Yeah. Because um, ter- losing Terry Wilson is huge. Whether you liked him or not, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we weren't expecting him to be out for a season, yeah. or we weren't even expecting him. You know, I could at least expect. Well, he might hurt his, he might get injured, but it's nothing going to be serious. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be okay. But th- like, this is huge, man, and it's he's very deserving of having a a full show kind of dedicated to him because you know I like I said that our fan base can be so wishy washy sometimes. I mean, like I said. Whether you like Terry Wilson or not, he won us ten games last year. Yeah, as as the starting quarterback, and before he got hurt, he's twelve and three as a starter. All right, Tim, you know yeah. what Tim Tebow started? You know what his record started out as? <laughs> I don't want you to think about that. His record was ten and four. Yeah. So the fact that Terry Wilson has a better record than Tim Tebow, that should just show you. And don't get me wrong, Terry Wilson was not the best quarterback in the nation last year. He had mistakes, but that was him playing SEC, being a first year playing against SEC talent. Yeah. All right. If you throw in any first year quarterback in that situation, no matter how good you are, you're going to have struggles. Yep. And we won a lot of games last year with our defense, but he was still our starting quarterback. And he, he, and I feel bad for him because he worked his ass off this summer 
to get to the point where Kentucky, even losing all the talent that they did from last year, that they were still going to be an eight to nine win team again this year. And I, I feel bad for him because he was going to be our guy. And the whole, like, you know, we said this, the, the, the whole offense was based on Terry Wilson and uh, the improvements that he's made. Yeah. And, you know, if if you're not gonna if you're not gonna be on board after Terry Wilson and you if you're not gonna be you know faithful that Kentucky can figure this you know figure this little hurdle in the road out, I mean then you're not a true Kentucky fan. Well, I hate to say and it. it's also you, don't, you it's not a basic understanding of how football works. Football is always about managing injuries. It's part of the game. I mean, you know, you have people slamming into each other going 15 miles prior with pads on and a helmet. Injuries are going to happen, and you got to be able to overcome them. And so th- this is why I think, uh, you know, Stoops' is, is job is, is he's really going to prove his worth this year, I think. He's, I think so, too. And, you know, you know we built up, you know, 2020. This football program is changing because if you know, let's say this: if well, an old Kentucky team, if they have an injury of you know of, of losing your starting quarterback, Kentucky falters. They go downhill. They struggle because they're not elite talent or not elite, but they're not one of the best teams in the SEC. They're not on that tier yet. Yeah. If you if you want to show people whether it be the media, your fan base, or whomever, if 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 you want to prove yourselves, this is the time where you should go in and say, or, you know, go in and prove that, you know what, we're not going to let this injury bother us, and we're going to we're gonna stay okay, we're going to get the job done, and still make a bowl game. Yeah. This is your chance, you know, to prove how, you know, to see how good of, of a, a coach Mark Stoops is, and to see um, is Kentucky going in the right direction because I think that's another thing too to think about is Kentucky making that way to the next tier in the SEC and college football um, to where um, their 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 program can be okay and, and they covering. absolutely have to be able to overcome injuries in order to be that tier and and this is and this is a huge step um, that. W- you know, we're going to have to step up and face because of of that, you know, it's, it's the nature of the game. You know, your, your quarterback gets hurt. You may not be as good as, as you were before, but at the same time, you can make it up in other ways. Um, You know, our running game is doing really well. Uh, Let's say that uh, Smith, you know, falters a little bit. But there's no reason that we can't step up our running game to kind of make, you know, you can, you got to be able to make those mid game adjustments and things like that to be able to remain competitive. And uh, let's say that, you know, the running game gets shut down a little bit because Florida's defense is a little better than what we faced in the last two games. You know, can we make it up with a, a quarterback with a solid arm? And, and make some completions to open up the field a little bit for the running game. So all of that's important, and, and it's all at Stoops' shoulders. And, boy, I'm kind of, kind of excited to see what's going to happen. 
I'm I'm excited too because you know I think you know I don't I don't like I've told you this I don't like the unknown, but at the same time the unknown can either you know not do good or it can really work out. Yeah, and I'll say a positive not just our running game and our wide receivers, our offensive line they're a bunch of hogs they're a bunch of beasts. They are, our offensive line is probably one of the best offensive lines in the country. And I'll tell you, those first two games of the season, they gave Terry Wilson time to throw. So I really, I really do think against, you know, against Florida and going on, if I think we're, I think if they can give Sawyer Smith time to throw and be able to, because, you know, people say that he has bad decision making. I feel like if, and I've not, no, I have no idea idea what the offensive line was like at Troy but maybe I think I'm willing to bet that Kentucky has a hell of a lot better offensive line so um, if they give him time and I think he can make make better decisions sure and I'll say this he probably has a better field vision than Terry Wilson too I would think that's definitely possible especially Considering that he's not scrambling, he's more one to stay in the pocket and and things like that. Usually, if you do have that, you know, ability, you have a better field of vision on the field. Right, and you know, I'll bring up two things, right? And uh, and I think this is, you know, fans should really take this to heart and remember this. A couple years ago. Um, 2016, we didn't know who our quarterback was going to be. You know, we had Steven Johnson, a Juco that came in and we had Drew Barker. Drew Barker initially was the one who started out as quarterback. He got hurt and, uh, Steven Johnson took over and was a very, was a very successful quarterback at, while he was at Kentucky. And he led him to a record of, of uh, he, uh, of of fourteen and twelve at least. And he, I feel like Stephen Johnson. He took over the team, and uh, Stephen Johnson led him to a five. Like a, I can't remember exactly the record, but point is, Stephen Johnson took over the team. He became a big leader of ours, and um, I think you know, to me, he was a very successful guy here while he was at Kentucky. And I think, like I said, I think fans should remember that because the same situation can happen here yep. where, where Sawyer Smith becomes the, a, a leader, a true leader on this team, and he's able to lead Kentucky to you know, stay afloat and maybe possibly win eight or nine games. We don't know. That's the point. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how good he's going to be. Uh, and I'll tell you this, too. Last year, Sawyer Smith was not the starter until late in the season um, until their starter got hurt. <laughs> Similarly, he hurt his knee, and it was put out the rest of the year. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Sawyer led Troy to a 5-2 and two record after that. And I don't care what type of talent Troy had uh, after their starting quarterback got hurt. I think that just proves that Sawyer Smith can lead a football team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
So I, I definitely think he he's got a he's got a shot and he's got to step up and uh, well we'll find out Saturday <laughs> we will definitely find out. Yeah, we're definitely you know Saturday you know like I said it's you know unfair to him to get thrown into the situation against Florida of all teams, but you know I we're definitely going to see what he's capable of on Saturday. Yep, and you know. And I think fan base, the fan base will be absolutely ecstatic if he balls out, whether they win or lose. If he has a decent showing, I think we're, I think we're going to be okay. And and I mean, I'm gonna ask you a question about the offense. I mean, what do you, what's, what do you really think? I mean, do you think they're going to convert to more of a not an air raid offense necessarily, but where they pass it a lot more? Or, you know, considering they have three really talented running backs, you know, while the running backs have had problems uh, carrying the ball, they've been fumbling the ball. That's the main – that's like one of the only negatives from the uh, from the uh, the running backs is that they fumble. Yeah. That's the only negative. But, anyways, they have three very capable running backs. That's the point. But do you think that they'll, they'll – Try to make more plays with the running backs and try to get them looks. Or do you think uh, if Sawyer Smith can do good when he passes the ball, do you think they'll pass it a lot more? Well, I, I think uh, at this point, up until this point, and it's kind of hard to judge because it's only been two games and the two teams we've played have not been elite. Um, but at this point, it's really been more of a ground game. You know, if you look at the X's and O's, you compare the quarterback passing to the quarterback running and the running backs running. It's been more of a – I mean, I think it's been better than last year. You know, they're throwing, it seems like they're throwing a little bit more with Terry. But uh, I definitely think it's going to go more towards a balanced approach. Um, I think initially they, they could go – you know, Stoops is a run guy, so it's possible that they um, – you know, run a little bit at first and then try to open up the pass game from there. Or he could just throw everybody for a loop, which I think he should do, and, and let them pass and then let the run open up for after yeah, that. I, I definitely think if you're Mark Stoops, you give Sawyer Smith a shot. Yeah. You know, like we were talking about earlier, the first play of the game, freaking throw it 30 yards down yeah. the field. I definitely think uh, that would be a, a huge boost. And not only that, uh, you know, having the the other players gain confidence immediately with that quarterback. Say, hey, you know, this guy can throw down the field. So, you know, we should feel a little bit more comfortable about things. It even helps out the defense when your offense can can drive the ball down the field and they don't have to be on the field the entire time. So, it, it, to me, um, I think it's going to be much more of a balanced approach. With that running team, you know, the, the, the success the r- running backs have had so far this season, you have to give them the ball. You have to. But um, I definitely think it's important to establish the quarterback position too. Uh, the best thing you can have in SEC football, and any football for that matter, is, hey, man, we might get burned running. We might get burned passing. So if you can do both – uh, it key, it puts the defense back on their heels, and it just makes them a better team all around. I think, and I think last year, um, one of the limitations of the team last year was 
they weren't expecting the pass. You know, they weren't anticipating pass. It was anticipating the run initially and then a pass secondly, you know. So uh, if you can mix it up, keep the defense on their heels, I definitely think, uh, and have more of a balanced approach, that's really going to throw people for a loop, I think, because they're not used to that with Kentucky. No, they're not. And, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I hope, I think, I mean, you know, for Mark Stoops, I think that's important too, to give him a shot and to let him toss the the pigskin around a little bit because, you know, that would just get him more uh, snaps too and get him to be more comfortable with uh, the game and everything. So, like, and, you know, that's as much as we can cover about this, I think. I mean, you know, we had a, this is a, uh, like I said, I think I did really did want to kind of dedicate this episode to Terry Wilson and kind of our reaction to it, because I think, you know, he deserves that. And I think, you know, this, and again, it's huge. So a, an episode dedicated to that whole situation is, I think that's important too. Um, I think this is going to pretty much close out the show. I just want to, I want to go over the schedule and, uh, and I want to bring up the the Bobby Petrino, and we'll close out with that, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll go home from there. So, like I said, we have that gauntlet of games with Florida this week, Mississippi State after that, and South Carolina. Those are except Florida, the Mississippi State game, and South Carolina are away games, and I think that's going to make the situation tougher. Um. You know, those are both very tough home environments or away environments to go into. And if you're Sawyer Smith, that sucks too because those are, you know, like I said, those are very tough environments. And, you know, South Carolina, SEC East is very down this year. Um, And South Carolina, I don't think they're that good. I don't think Mississippi State's that good either. But South Carolina – whether you know how whether you how you feel about both those teams, it's going to be a tough game. Um, and if Kentucky pulls out that stretch, man, I mean, I'll be happy if they get out of there three and two, or at least I mean, or at least two and three. I mean, it's gonna. I don't think it's or well, they already. Well, I don't three and three or whatever. If they can get out of there being three and three, um, I think that's gonna. I think that's going to be contingent too on how the rest of the schedule or how the rest of the, the season goes. So after Mississippi state or after South Carolina, excuse me, they play Arkansas, which I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad it's not a, uh, Alabama this year or, uh, or, uh, LSU. Or, uh or LSU or Texas. Or, uh, yeah. Anyways, we, it's, you know, we we don't play a tough uh, SEC West team this year, so I've and plus that game's at home, and it's Jared Lorenzen Day. They're doing that for Arkansas, so I think Kentucky should be motivated enough to. I think Kentucky could should be able to pull out that game. I think Arkansas is a is a weak team. Uh, then we play Georgia, which I think is a guaranteed loss. Um, and then they play Missouri. Um, I'm kind of up in the air about Missouri. I, I don't know how I feel about him because they have Clemson's four quarterback. He's had a decent first couple of games, but the rest of the team is kind of ass. They're not that good. So 
I think Kentucky should – I don't know what the line is going to be really set up for that game, but I think Kentucky has a decent chance of winning that game if Sawyer Smith, you know, uh, proves to be decent. And then we play Tennessee uh, after Missouri. And let me tell Tennessee, man, they got – you know, Missouri – and I, I said this in a couple episodes back. Uh, Missouri – uh, South Carolina and Tennessee were all ranked ahead of Kentucky. And Tennessee, let's see, they lose to Georgia State. And then they lost to uh, uh, BYU, you know, the good the good little Mormon boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the fact, and Tennessee is a su- in such bad place right now. And I don't, I'll tell you, I don't know if they're going to figure it out this year. So, I, I think we should have a good chance against Tennessee, but it's that's also contingent on um, how well Sawyer Smith and the rest of the team. Um, it's a lot of football to play until then, though. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I mean, the the Tennessee game is uh, November 9th, and a lot of things obviously can happen, and there's a lot of improvement that can be done between that time as well. So we'll definitely see with that. Yeah. And then after Tennessee, it's Vandy. And that's a way game, but it's Nashville. Um, Kentucky fans are going to show up for that game for sure. And as they always do, uh, especially in Nashville. And I think we should – Vanderbilt's a generic team too, so we should beat Vanderbilt too, I feel like. And then we play Tennessee. We play UT Martin or Tennessee Martin or whoever. That's at home, and I feel like we should win that one too. And then we close the season with Louisville. Uh, And those are – I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this, and I, I know how we talked about how the SEC East is really down this year. I think you have Florida, even with Terry Wilson gone. Okay, Florida and Georgia were the games that you didn't really know about. Well, you figured you even with Terry Wilson, you figured you'd lose to Georgia, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's still up in the air with Florida. But those were the only two games where you weren't sure about. The rest of the games, um, other than the games that Kentucky should have won in the first place, like Toledo, Eastern Michigan, UT Martin, and even Louisville, that non-conference, you should win those. Um, but other than non-conference games, the other games are toss-ups, man. Yeah. A- except against the lower SEC teams, there's a lot of toss-up games. And I think Kentucky has a chance to win the majority of those. I definitely think that's that's a good possibility, and you know, like I said, really, that's why this Florida game is going to be so important, and to understand how the rest of the season is going to go, because if Smith uh, shows up, uh, we're going to feel really confident, um, and if he doesn't, then we're going to have to revisit some of those games and kind of analyze them from that perspective. Right. So. You know, I, I definitely think you have the right track there. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of good we don't have a schedule like this this year because, you know, if uh, if we play, you know, tough teams and teams were actually, you know, ten- if Tennessee was actually good, if Missouri was actually good, if South Carolina was what they were not too long ago. I mean, and Mississippi State too, I, I feel, you know, if they weren't overrated and if they weren't uh, – if they were actually decent, I mean, I would be worried, but I'm not really worried. And that's why, you know, Terry, you know, 
Terry Wilson getting hurt, like it, it no way, no way around it. It sucks, man. But I don't think it it's so bad. It's not like losing a Tua or Trevor Lawrence from uh, from Clemson. It's not, and you know, like I said, I love Terry, and I think he's a great guy, and I think he's a great player too. But it's not like losing them, and I don't think it, the I don't think the fall should be that bad to where we completely fall off the place of the earth. And I, and I, that's and that's why I thought, you know, at first I thought, you know, I was like, well, damn, Terry Wilson's out for a year, but then I, you know, then I, I was thinking, well. That this is the reason why we went out and got Sawyer Smith, the exact reason for if something like this happened, we have that guy with experience coming in and who can be good. And I think it's so, what Stoops was thinking too, you know. Right, and all and of all the recruits we got this year, I think you know he's proven to be the most important recruit, don't you think? Definitely. And his his recruitment is significant now, and like I said, it just goes to show that you know that's the reason why we went out and got him. So, all right. So, uh, like I said, or, you know, closing statements, and then we'll get to Petrino for just a little snippet because this shit's funny. And it's Arkansas, too. It's not even freaking Louisville. Uh, um, But closing statements on Kentucky. Please, if you're a fan, please get on board. Um, Because if you don't, it, it, you're just going to be unhappy. And I think if, uh, you know, if Sawyer Smith does good, you know, so be it, you know, be, be happy about that. But also if, if, you know, don't be depressed if he doesn't do as good this, you know, but either way, please, you have to stay on board and you have to stay optimistic because we don't want to revert back to the fans that weren't, weren't having expectations. I think that's the best way I can put it. You know, there was a time where we were going to it two and ten. Yeah. Fans and going to every season, fans didn't have expectations. I think now, I think Mark Stoops is changing the culture. I think that started, especially, well, it really started three years ago when they had a. I think they had a decent season, and it really further escalated with last year by winning ten games. I think Mark Stoops has done a fantastic job here at Kentucky. Um, and I don't think, you know, if you're going to, if you're, if you don't get on board, you're just going to revert back to where you don't have expectations for the team anymore. And I think we were taking that next step to where every single year, um, well, we're getting to the point where every single year you can look at the team and say, Hey, this is going to be a damn good ball team this year. So you look at that. And if you're a fan, just all I can say is, is stay optimistic because Sawyer Smith, I think he's a he's a good kid. I think he's a really good quarterback with a fantastic arm. And I think there's a lot, even with Terry Wilson going down, I still think there's a lot to be optimistic about. So Bobby Vitrino is in was in Arkansas, and uh, here's I'll close it by saying this. Here's what Petrino said. He said when I was contacted about coming here. I said I love to. This is him referring to Arkansas, not even Louisville. He said, I want to come here and apologize to everybody and tell you how sorry I am for the way it ended. I also want to thank the fans. 
And then, uh, and then he goes on to say the hardest thing about when I got let go was not being able to tell his players goodbye. <laughs> and don't you think? And uh, and then he goes on to. Uh, there was a standing ovation when he talked about the fans of Arkansas, and he goes, "You guys don't." He goes, "You guys don't know how much uh, you mean to me and my family, and what you guys done for me and my family." And the audience erupts in freaking ovation. I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> and I, I don't know. I just I think that's really funny. And the fact and the fact that just goes to show that how much of an asshole and a, a douchebag that, that guy is. Yeah. He wants to apologize for the to the players from that time, but you don't want to apologize to Louisville for basically um, zoning out and blacking out from the, the, your team. I don't know, I think- dude. I, I I really don't know what's wrong with people uh, as far as having lo- any type of loyalties anymore. There's there's no such thing as loyalty anymore, and uh, I I'm sorry, but. If I'm an Arkansas fan, I have flashbacks about that man. There's no way in hell that I'm I'm clapping or giving yeah. him a standing ovation at all. I and, feel like I, much- the first question that comes to my mind is, "What the hell are you doing here, you asshole?" You know, that's that's yeah. what I I would say. You know, are you an idiot? You know, we yeah. don't like you. Leave. You know, you know, you know. Here, the thing about Petrino and this this is. Final thing, and I'll say this, and we'll we'll go, you know shut up and go home. But Petrino, man, he's had good teams, but it always seems like it ends in complete and utter failure. Yeah, I think that just shows, you know, how bad. Not bad. I mean, I don't want to say bad person. He's just he's just a douchebag. That's all I can really say. I think douchebag accounts for a bad person, there, Tyler. Let's yeah. uh, should we should we recount the ways of yeah. how he's done U of L, how he's yeah. done Arkansas, and how he's done the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, right. talk about class, right. you know. And yeah. uh, so the, I I think is I think we can definitively say that he's not a very good person. Yeah. And uh, the way he was gallivanting around with his rash face and his uh, basically barely older than a teenage girlfriend and you know all this different stuff and he's a he's a weasel he doesn't stand behind anything if he did he wouldn't done half the things that he did right so i i'll I'll just call a spade a spade he's an asshole and he's not a very good person yeah well that's gonna end the show uh i want to thank tim for joining me again it was fun it was a good talk and until next time Thank you for joining us in the Man Cave. Just want to thank you guys again for listening to the podcast. And if you want to follow us on our social media, you can find us on our Facebook page at Man Cave Sports Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Man Cave Sports Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Man Cave Podcast. We're uploading stuff every single day. You should definitely check it out. And again, thank you guys so much for stopping by.